Hello and welcome back to another video on this channel. Today we are going to be talking about one of something which has been on my mind for a very very long time. And I wasn't really sure whether I wanted to make this video or not, but I decided that given the situations that just occurred around a few hours ago with Chelsea Football Club, it finally decided me to talk a bit about my thoughts on the entire Ukraine situation and also why I think the West has failed. Now, today, I'm not going to be talking directly about Ukraine because I think that that is an entirely different topic, which is very grave and deserves a video in and of itself. And as a result, I wouldn't be talking directly about that situation, though I do think that the reasons why I'm talking about the failure of the West ties directly to the consistent poor choices made by these countries who um, traditionally like to stand for claim to stand for liberty, democracy and freedom and see how they have unfortunately just gone completely against their values and have completely failed in upholding what they claim to hold so dear to their identity, their national identity and their national pride. So as a result, today we're going to be talking a few reasons for why I think the West has indeed failed a lot of countries and why people can no longer trust in the West on the assumption that they would do absolutely nothing and when they do something it is completely useless. Now, normally I don't speak like this. I, you probably could hear that something is probably up. I'm trying to be as calm and composed as possible. I don't really want to make this sound like I'm ranting or I'm, I'm very emotional and I have been consumed by emotion. That's definitely not something that I want to do in this video. Nevertheless, I do think it's an important video to talk about the situation going on, talk and critique the actions of America, of UK of late, and also then kind of tie that in to why the West have failed as an overall idea. Now, of course, you could say this is only, I'm only talking about this because of Chelsea. And the truth is, some the, mo the biggest example that I'll be using is uh, based on a story or the, this current situation surrounding Chelsea Football Club. Because, of course, people who watch this channel know that I really love Chelsea. It's one of the biggest things. Though I, this is not the core of my criticism or my critiques. I'm not making this, oh, the West has failed because Chelsea Football Club but rather because the way that UK dealt with the entire Chelsea situation, I think is perhaps a prime example of why we can make the claim that the West has indeed failed and actually show a loads of problems of the West, ranging from hypocrisy, the uselessness of what they're trying to do, and also their empty promises and talks. Now, these three should be more than enough for this entire video. So we will indeed start with these three. And of course, if, like always, if you want me to develop anything in the comments below, then let me know, reach out to me, either via Discord, which is in the description, or via email, which can also be found in the description to ask me any questions, or for more convenience for you, then just let me know in the comments below, and I'll happily talk with you there. I love that discussion. So just before we get into this video, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this content, make sure to like and subscribe, it really means a lot to me, and really helps the channel grow and supports me making more of these videos, especially if you enjoy it. So with that out of the way, let us start off with our first thing, which is hypocrisy. And one of the reasons why I think the West has failed so much is precisely because they are very hypocritical. They say they stand for democracy. They say they stand for freedom. They say they stand for all these values, which, which we hold dear as human beings who live in this world. However, again and again and again, when they do things, they constantly miss the mark. They constantly lead to worse situations. They lead, their actions lead not to what they, st they claim they stand for, but to things which lead to the complete opposite result. Look at Afghanistan. They, they said, oh, let's, we, they went in in the first place, perhaps, in some degrees, to, to fight against terror. There was a war on terror. 
There are other situations where they go into countries saying that, oh, we're doing this for freedom, we're doing this for certain rights. And when they leave the country, look what happens. There was, there's very few military withdrawals in history which have ended up so disastrously wrong as America leaving Afghanistan. And, and when I mean disastrously wrong, we're not just talking about one small situation. We're talking about the strongest country, the strongest military country in the world messing up, withdrawing from Afghanistan. And I don't exactly expect or I don't exactly think that we understand exactly how big of a mess up it was. Yes, Afghanistan wasn't fully in American control, but at the same time, the state that they left was in complete shambles, and it's completely unjustified given the military situation that they had prior to their withdrawal. So there's clear precedent and there's clear ideas for us to look at the situation and say that all the West do is talk so much. They're so hypocritical, but the moment they actually try to do something, it only leads to failure and makes them a laughing stock for people who laugh against these ideals. They're like, oh, you're never going to support anything you say. And whatever you try to do that, you mess it up. And, and that's just so true. I mean, it's not that people don't like the ideals. It's just that what America, what the West have been doing has been so absurdly ineffective, useless, that all, the only thing they do is mess up what they get their hands, what they meddle with and lead to an even worse situation. So that's one of the big problems. And furthermore, let us uh, look at what uh, Boris Johnson talked about when sanctioning the oligarchs. He says, there can be no safe havens for those who have supported Putin's vicious assault on Ukraine. Today's sanctions are the latest step in the UK's unwavering support for the Ukrainian people. We will be ruthless in pursuing those who enable the killing of civilians, destruction of hospitals and illegal occupation of sovereign allies. Do you notice how hypocritical this is? You look at the situation with Ukraine right now and you're thinking, well, Exactly whose fault is it for the destruction in Ukraine? Okay, it's Putin's fault. He's a dictator, he's violent, and he has led to an invasion, an unlawful invasion of a sovereign country, which is Ukraine. There is nothing which can excuse that. And yes, you may say, oh, they're trying to do it in self-defense and all that things. There are better ways in order to go around doing that self-defense than invading a country. There's negotiations, there's a lot of other things we can do. Sending troops into a country is never justified, especially in the situation surrounding Ukraine. However, what I think is very hypocritical here is that, look who is actually enabling the killing of the civilians, the destruction of hospitals, the illegal occupation of sovereign allies. America, NATO, the UN have gone into countries to fight over over conflicts of such a smaller scale than what has going into Ukraine. Now, I'm not trying to make an argument that, oh, America should send in troops or NATO should send in troops. But do you not see the, the hypocrisy the, the, that is going on here? America keeps in the past have sent in troops all around the world, in, in Korea, in Vietnam, over containment of communism or, or, or these ideas. This is no longer about containment of communism in, in Ukraine. What we see is a violent and an irrational and, um, and a horrific attack of a country onto another. And what do America and the West do? They just let it happen. And you may say, yes, there are sanctions. Oh, yes, they're doing all these things. But do you really think that that is working? And that leads to the second point, the uselessness of what they're doing. And I don't know how much I can stress this enough, is that it is completely pointless to sanction Russia. Why? Well, because it has done nothing to deter Putin from doing it. Yes, you are technically doing something. You are carrying out a sanction. But has that ever changed the situation? 
did Putin really think that you were not going to sanction him? And when you sanctioned him, he still decided to do it. It is quite clear. You don't need to be a brain, a, a rocket scientist to understand that, that these people don't care about the sanctions. The sanctions aren't going to stop them. What the way you deal or show that you actually mean something is to actually do something with force. You do something with strength, go in there with force to back up what you're saying. Because you can sanction Russia all they want. Russia is already significantly sanctioned. Their, econ their economy is quite crippled already, as we are speaking, as I'm recording this video. Putin is still attacking Ukraine because the, the economy has never been the first and foremost, has not been his main concern. It's pointless sanctioning a company where, or a country where economy isn't their main concern. It's kind of like if some guy didn't have a hand or he was crippled on his hand and you're like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punish you by cutting off your hand. Blood, the, the man didn't have a hand in the first place for you to cut off or the hand was so crippled that it doesn't even help him. It doesn't matter whether you cut the hand off or not. It's going to change nothing. For example, if, if you broke every bone in my shin, for example, and I could never walk with my leg ever again. And then, I, and then someone said, all right, I'll give you a choice. You either cut off your leg or you're going to go to jail for life. Of course, I'll cut off my leg. Why? Well, because the leg is useless in the first place. That's the same with the sanctions. They are completely, utterly useless. And the further problem with these sanctions is that they don't even hurt the person that they're intending to hurt. Not only do they not change the situation in Ukraine, these sanctions, they hurt the Russian people. They hurt people who are not involved. They hurt the the people who overseas who who do have great investments in Russia or, or just people who are Russian and have money and have rubles or, or the currency of Russia and then their assets go to absolutely nothing and then they can no longer support their families. They can no longer support their economic or financial situation because you've just crippled the Russian dollar. And then guess what happens now? Who have you hurt? Putin is just lying back and saying, well, oh, go on. You guys continue fighting in Ukraine. I have no problems. While, while the people are all suffering. And that just shows you the uselessness of these sanctions and also shows you the hypocrisy. And it, and it further develops my previous point because you look at the situation, you're like, well, what exactly does it take for you to, to sanction someone? What warrants a sanction? And of course, there, uh, the Foreign Secretary Liz Truss says, today's sanctions show once again that oligarchs and kleptocrats have no place in our economy or society. With their close links to Putin, they are complicit in his aggression. The blood of the Ukrainian people is on their hands. They should hang their heads in shame. Our support for Ukraine will not waver. We will not stop in this mission to ramp up the pressure on the Putin regime and choke off funds to his brutal war machine. Look at that. This is absolute madness. Look at, do they not hear what they're own saying? They're saying, well, the standards are, oh, because they have close links to Putin. They supported this Putin. But then what exactly does that mean to have close links to someone? Maybe you say, well, they got them into power. But then, well, why don't we blame everyone who's voted for Biden for messing up the Afghanistan thing? Like, I mean, there's a lot of allegations about whether Abramovich or these individual oligarchs put Putin in power or not. And you can have various different debates about it. Maybe yes, maybe not. I, I, I don't know about enough about the situation. I don't think most people who act like they know a lot about the situation know enough about the situation to comment. Do I think there's some connections there? Definitely. I'm not saying that all of these people are completely oh saints and stuff like that. I'm sure that there are problems with each individual in getting into power. It's very difficult to find a billionaire or, or someone who's very rich, especially in those countries who haven't had some blood money on their hands one way or another. However, you have to notice that what is the argument they're using? They say close things to Putin. Number one, are they supporting the war? And number two, well, is just helping someone put someone in power 
equals to supporting them their entire time. Well, clearly those two aren't necessarily the case. Because if you're going to follow the assignment or the argument that, okay, this, this person has put someone in power, and this person who they put in power has done something greatly evil, and then after that you're sanctioning the people who you put them in power, well then, what happens to the entire democratic system in America? Do you know how many people voted for Biden to become the president, just for Biden to completely screw up the, the situation and withdrawing out of Afghanistan? Now, I don't want to blame Biden for everything, right? I, I, I don't want to draw in too many political conversations into this because it is a very narrow one. But if you're going to maintain the argument that those who put someone in power is responsible for everything the person does, you're, you lead down a very dangerous argument, especially because it's very difficult for you to say, well, you can predict everything that would have happened. Are you going to blame the failure of the situation in Afghanistan on the people who voted for Biden? Well, maybe you can to some degree, but to the extent that you're going to sanction them, seize their assets, well, I would say that that is a bit of a step too far and completely irrational and also dangerous to the entire idea of democracy. Some parts of democracy, and this is something which is commonly accepted, is that, well, sometimes you make a wrong decision. And yes, it's not the best part of democracy, but it's something that democracy accepts. Democracy rises and falls for the people's choice. And one of the side effects of that is that people can make a wrong choice. And in the same way, you reflect that to the situation with Putin, with the oligarchs. Maybe they did put Putin in power. Let's take it to the very far extreme. Maybe they did put Putin in power. But then, but then it would be very difficult to then make the other claim that, well, they are now morally responsible for what has gone on. Yes, in theory, causally, you could say they're morally responsible. But practically speaking, no, because Putin got power way, way long ago. And that's quite another situation. Now, furthermore, and we're talking about... Uh, the situation with uh, Roman Abramovich, he has um, said that he would donate most of his money to charity. He's going to donate this, the net spending of um, the, the club to the victims of the Ukrainian, um, Ukrainian war, the war which is going on in Ukraine. And then now that the club has been seized and he can no longer sell it and gain that money, what, what we are seeing is that the UK are preventing implicitly almost two billion US dollar worth of money going to help the people in Ukraine. I mean, of course, you could say, oh, Abramovich might not be trustworthy. He's doing this as a PR stunt. Look, we can only act on what has been put up in front of us. We, unless we are provided with better evidence, we do have evidence and a claim that, uh, that uh, Abramovich is going to help uh, with the Ukraine crisis and with the peace talks and also donate the net proceeds from uh, the, the sale of the club to the Ukrainian crisis. You have that on one hand. Now, you cannot sell the club. The club is valued currently around three billion uh, pounds, I think. So if that net proceeds, maybe you take away 1.5 billion just in case that loan that he's loaned to Chelsea is part of that net proceeds. I don't know. But maybe that is. Let's assume that is the case. 1.5 billion pounds goes to Ukraine or the victims of the Ukrainians suffering. That is a significant amount of money. I don't care who you are, but sure, that, but that does more charity. And I'm sure that 1.5 billion dollars is more than what any of these Western countries have done via their sanctions. I mean, seriously, what on earth is the point of these sanctions if you're also going to help hurt the Ukrainian people in the process? I mean, you talk so much about our support for Ukraine will not waver. We will not so stop this mission uh, to ramp up the pressure on the Putin regime. Who, what exactly is the Putin regime? Everyone who supported him in the past, all the oligarchs in the world, how about all the Russians for that matter, right? I mean, you have to draw a line. And at sometimes, as I've said with those two arguments before, the connection here is not as, as clear-cut as what people may think. And I'm, I'm purely talking about this from a philosophical, moral aspect. And I'm not really talking about it from a football fan perspective or anything like that. 
this is what we do on this channel, and that's kind of what I think about the sanctions. They are useless, ineffective, and unhelpful completely. And finally, I want to talk about the, the main problem about the West, is that they, they, they make so many empty promises and they do absolutely nothing about it. The attack on Ukraine was only made possible because Putin knows that the West is going to do absolutely nothing in response to him. And when they do something, it's going to be completely useless. Putin knew from the very beginning that he's probably going to get sanctioned and he's going to get sanctioned very hard. But he still went to invade Ukraine. Why? Well, he's done that three precisely because he knows that the America, that America, UK, the West, NATO are never going to do anything to support what they say they would support. I mean, let's take it back uh, two years when there was uh, protests in Hong Kong. And, and I'm not going to put my stance on the protests in Hong Kong out here. I don't think there's much point in discussing that in this video. But the US was saying so much about supporting the different freedoms, democracy in Hong Kong. And guess what they do, mate? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They just sit on the side, stand back, lie back in their comfy chair and do absolutely nothing. I mean, my commentary back then to the people, the protesters who were waving American flags in the street, I was like, those idiots, do you seriously think that America's going to do anything to help you? Do you seriously think that America is suddenly going to do something to help you? And that's probably exactly what Putin is thinking right now when he's going into Ukraine. Went into the Crimea, nothing happens. Well, surely America's going to do absolutely nothing, even though these make so much claims about, oh, I'm going to help Ukraine, I'm the big... And the big enforcer of law, justice, democracy in the world. Oh, NATO's going to do something about it. No, they're not going to do anything about it. Absolutely zero. That's why Russia just says, oh, let's go into Ukraine. Do you know why Russia is in Ukraine right now? You know why they invade? It's because they know that the West is absolutely useless at following up from its promises and that no one in this world can trust the West. And I do not know how people in this world right now can still say with a straight face that they can actually trust that the West would support them. It is absolutely absurd. The blood of the Ukrainian people is on their hands. They should hang their heads in shame. No, it's not just on the oligarchs' hands. It is on the, the hands of every single Western country, which somehow thinks that they can say, oh, we're supporting democracy, we're supporting freedom, we're supporting justice, yet they do absolutely nothing. The people in Hong Kong experience that, and it doesn't really matter whether you agree with the protests or not agree with the protests. It's an undeniable fact that the Americans said that they were, the West, Americans and the West in general, said they were going to support the, the movement, they were going to do something about it, and what did they do? Nothing. They were absolutely useless. And the same is being seen here in Ukraine. That's kind of it for my analysis today. I know there's way more things I could have said, but I tried to be as composed, as calm, to bring forth the arguments, the reasoning behind my thinking. Let me know what your thoughts are about this situation. Let me know in the comments below. I happily let interact with those ideas with you over there and i'll happily make more videos about this situation if you want me to elaborate on anything like always stay safe my friends see you soon thanks for watching and goodbye i'll see you in the next one and god bless